0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to TIBCO's Ask the SOA Expert podcast. I'm Rob Meyer. Purpose of this series is to give you the best practices and the solutions that help you be successful with SOA. Now, today's podcast is about policy management and its role in SOA, and with us to talk about policy management is Rasta Mansour, Senior Director of Engineering for Policy Management at TIBCO. Rasta, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now, Rasta, let's begin by asking
1: about... Policy management. What is policy management? Policy management is runtime governance of services with different policies. Policies might include things like security requirements, logging and auditing requirements, or service level agreements. Policies are typically rules that are implemented in your infrastructure to control the messages and the interaction that happens between services through communication. They are in the path of communication, and as such, their purpose is really to enforce the policies as information passes through the connecting network. There are really two ways to enforce policies. The first is to directly enforce the policies at each endpoint, the endpoint being a service or a client that is making that particular service invocation. Some people call this kind of policy enforcement embedded policy enforcement. Another way to enforce policies is through inserting an intermediary in the path of communication and have that intermediary intercept and process all information that passes to and from the endpoint service. This is typically called the proxy-based policy enforcement. So why implement policies? For several reasons. The first is that by implementing policies you avoid writing code that would otherwise be very expensive for you to maintain and to change as needed. And you're really making a trade-off of using the configuration and deployment of policies as an alternative to writing code. So that's one very good example. Another example is that by separating policy enforcement from the use of the service, you make the service more reusable. So you're able to go forward and deploy your services and deploy the policies that govern them without intermingling the two activities together and making the task of either maintaining the service or the policy any more complicated than it needs to be. The third reason is really greater consistency and control. Because if you have many services and you want to roll out, let's say, the same security policy to them, it's much easier to define the security policy once and then roll it out, as opposed to individually implement the security policy at each endpoint. And of course, the last reason is because it creates an environment that is more flexible to change by allowing you to change the policies such as, for instance, security requirements as the needs of your business changes, without having to go back to engineering to recreate the service, to redeploy it, to retest it, and so on. So all of these are the reasons why you may want to implement policies and take advantage of separation of policy and implementation.
0: So it reduces code, it provides more consistent control, and in the process makes the services more reusable and more flexible, more flexible to change. Exactly. Now, you mentioned two ways to implement policy. The first one was proxy-based, and the second one was embedded. Can you talk a little bit more about them? Is one better than the other? When do you use each type of policy enforcement? You
1: actually need both. Sometimes embedded is better because, in general, it performs better. And for such security-related matters as security policy enforcement, it's actually more secure because it's located closer to the endpoint that it is managing. But it does require that you have access to the runtime infrastructure that houses and makes that service available. So embedded while in general a better alternative is not always possible. The alternative is to use a proxy-based service for those instances that you're dealing with a third party or that you don't have direct access to the runtime environment for the service. As an example, for instance, if your company, let's say, uses the services of a company like Google or Amazon... Obviously, Google or Amazon is not going to allow you to drop your policy enforcement inside their containers for enforcement of policies, but you can still implement security enforcement by having a proxy-based solution that resides in your network infrastructure and as requests are routed over to Amazon or Google, it in- intercepts that and enforces that policy. So in typical deployment scenarios, you need both. So I take it this is how Tipco does it? Yes, indeed. And in fact, TIPCO actually goes a little bit further. We not only offer policy management and runtime governance, but also we offer a container for housing the service and implementation of the service that goes along with it in different modes and formats. So this allows us to offer you both the embedded agent integration technology in the container that houses the uh, solutions for Java-based or .NET-based web services, but also we offer the proxy-based solution that, as I indicated earlier, allows you to manage services that you don't have direct container access to them. And of course, we also interoperate with other third-party solution providers in runtime governance space. In particular, for instance, AmberPoint is one company that we have collaborated with to test and validate our policy enforcement solution.
0: Sounds pretty important. Some of the scenarios you covered sounded like security, that policy is something that's federated, that's defined by many entities and organizations.
1: Yes, and in fact, security is a very good example of a type of policy that requires not only IT infrastructure support because you really, at the end of the day, enforce security in the wire as information is being passed back and forth, but also security is something that permeates the entire operational environment of an enterprise. So policies need to be described, policies need to be defined and rolled out, in essence, to the places that they need to be enforced, and then ultimately policies need to be enforced. And the result of that, which is auditing, needs to be captured so your enterprise can stay on top of its regulatory requirements and be able to roll that out. And one of the advantages of policy enforcement in the manner that we described is that it allows you to achieve all of those objectives.
0: Any recommendations around policy management for our listeners, what they should be doing today and what they should be planning ahead for in the future?
1: Yes, several. The very first recommendation is really around separating policies from implementation of a service. And as part of doing that, it's very important to understand that policies are something that need to be part of your overall service architecture rather than something that you add on at a later stage. As part of thinking about runtime governance and policy management, you also need to think about what type of policy enforcement you need. Do you need embedded agents or do you need proxy-based agents? So spending some time thinking about the architecture that governs these and thinking about the means and ways to roll out this technology is probably time well spent. So in other words, make sure that the policy management is something that's built into your
0: architecture, built into how you support your services, versus something you have to bolt on or retrofit later. Kind of sounds like what we learned from the management lessons earlier on when we were building
1: applications. Yes, exactly. In fact, you want to make sure that your infrastructure is policy ready. That's another way of saying the same thing, that you not only have implemented the service and made that available to the consumers of that service, but also have put in place what is needed to create an architectural framework for management of policies. Any other recommendations? Yes, use the standards. For instance, for security, WS security standards are already ratified and are in great use. So that would be one good place to start. Another set of policies that you need to think about, even though they're not ratified yet, but they will be in the near future, is WS policy. So in this environment, really adhering to standards is your best guiding light.
0: Great. Thanks for all that information, Rasta, and thanks for being here today. Thank you. That's Rasta Mansour, Senior Director of Engineering at TIBCO. If you have any questions about this podcast or any other podcast, you can email us at soa at tibco.com. I'm Rob Meyer. Thanks for listening to TIBCO's Ask the SOA Expert podcast.